Okay, good evening, everyone. So, we are continuing Simon Petes, the halachas of Basar Bechalav. We're up to Simon Petes, Siv Beis. The next halach of Achal Gvina, when a person eats cheese, how long do they have to wait before now eating meat? So, we'll go through the Shulchan Aruch, and then we will see Siv Beis, Gimel, and Dalad. So, Siv Beis, Achal Gvina, someone eats cheese, Mutter Lechel Achar of Basar Miyad. You could eat meat immediately afterwards. You had a slice of pizza, then it could go straight to having a, a shawarma, no problem. However, look at your hands. Make sure there's nothing there uh, stuck to your hands. Let's say you're at night or you're in a dark, uh, a dark restaurant. You can't, uh, you don't see it well. So then, then you have to wash your hands. But if you could see it, then you could see that there's no uh, residue of meat, uh, of cheese on your fingers, and then you'd be able to eat. So, so far, there's no time you have to wait. The only thing you have to do is make sure you don't have residue on your fingers. And so far, so good. What about your mouth? A person would have to uh, wash out your mouth, and to do a hadacha. So what's kinuach? What's hadacha? So the Shulchan Aruch explains. kinuach pass. That you should chew some bread. So let's say you had a, a, a piece of cheese. So you would chew some bread or some crackers, and that's called kinuach v'kanech by piv yafe. And you clean out your mouth between a fish. I'm oh, sorry, not fish. I'm thinking about fish, but between cheese and meat. You can use whatever you want. Whatever you want as a buffer, that would be fine. Chotz mikimcha the tamri v'yiraka, except for flour, dates. Or yuraka is some type of leafy vegetables. Don't uh, eat spinach in between cheese and meat. Why? It sticks to your palate, your throat, whatever that means, and you're not going to clean it out. It doesn't clean out the back of your throat, the back of your mouth. What is it? You should use water, or use wine. That's why people drink uh, their schnapps between the fish and the and the meat, because you see the yayin works as a hadacha. That's only talking about a person going to eat basar behima, and I guess chaya, similar to basar behima. Let's say you're eating chicken after cheese. There, there would never be a question of a deraisa, as we learned in some Pezayin. So then, in a tzarech, kinuach, you don't have to wipe out your mouth, you don't have to wash your hands. Now, this is all the Mechaba writes regarding waiting between milchiks and fleshiks. So if we have to sum it up, between after eating cheese, according to the Shulchan Aruch, there's no need to wait at all. There is, There might be some cleansing process, check your hands, see if there's any residue, and clean out your mouth, and then you're good to go, you're able to eat meat. So far, so good. Comes along the Ramah, and the Ramah says, V'yesh machmirim, gvina, that those that are machmir, and they hold you have to wait, let's assume six hours, even after eating gvina, after eating cheese, and v'cheinoi hagin shkol gvina kasha, if the cheese is a hard cheese, if you eat hard cheese, the minog is, again, important, the minog is to wait uh, the same amount of time as if I ate fleshik, so let's call it six hours. According to the Ramah, the minog is to wait six hours after eating Gvina Kasha. Yesh Makilin, for those that are making this, Vein Limchais, you don't have to be Moiche. Rakshi Yasu Kinuach Vadacha, 
on the Tzidah Sadaim, they should wash out their mouth and they should wash their hands or check their hands. Miu It's good to be machmir when you have hard cheese, Gvina Karsha, to wait six hours. So the Ramas have three things. He said there were those that were machmir to wait after all cheese. The Minag is to wait only after hard cheese. If someone is makel, doesn't wait at all, no problem. Ein Limchais, Miu So where's the Ramah coming from? So there's no source in the Gemara for this. We learned through this last week. Taisv is held even between Fleishiks and Melchiks, you don't have to wait at all. There's no source in, 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 uh, in the Gemara and Shas for any of this. So where does this come from? So there's three, just like the Ramah had a hybrid of two different things last week, again, there's a hybrid of a few things going on here. So there's three different possible sources for the Ramah. Number one is the first thing he quoted, which is the Mordechai B'Shem Maharam. So in the Chuvas Maharam, he, he says the following story, that the Mordechai said he was once uh, eating meat and he found cheese stuck between his teeth. And therefore he said from now on he's going to wait, let's assume that means six hours, from eating cheese before eating meat. So that's one story, and that would apply to all types of cheese. Then there's also an Isr Vahetr. The Isr Vahetr, uh, written by uh, Rabbi Yoyna Ashkenazi, he says that if you have Gvina Yeshana, old, old cheese, aged cheese, then you have to wait, uh, you have to wait, uh, he says an hour actually, he says you have to wait because it's an old cheese, we'll see what that means. But he says it as a Midas Chasidus, it's a nice thing to do. And finally, we have the Zayar, the Zayar that we said last week that says one should not eat uh, meat and milk within the same, at the same time. So maybe that means you have to wait an hour, maybe it means you have to wait six hours, we don't know. But either way, the Ramah doesn't necessarily go with one of these opinions. He says that when it comes to aged cheese, or sorry, kasha, hard cheese, we wait six hours, let's assume six hours, but it's only a minog, only a chumrah. If someone is mako, there's no problem. So let's go one step at a time. We'll, t- we'll, we'll go with both the Shochanarch and the Ramah and explain why we do what we do and what the different uh, options are. So let's say a person ate regular milchigs. We have not yet defined what exactly is hard cheese or aged cheese. We'll get to that soon. Let's say a person had a regular milchigs, he had a coffee, that's dairy. Does he have to wait at all? So besides for those that had that minog, that, the, the yesh machmirim, which we do not go with, so there's no problem. All he has to do is do kinuach. He would have to just rinse out his mouth, and he's able to now go and partake in fleshiks. Does a person have to bench or make a bracha achreina? So that's really the Ramah in last week's uh, sif. It's a discussion in the Paiskim. Some achreinim say yes. A person would have to bench in between. We paskin Mishabrur and Hechus says one does not have to bench. You could. There was a minute. Many people will eat milchiks during their meal shvuas. Uh, you would not have to bench. Um, in between milchiks and fleishiks. I know someone, he, they wash for their Shabbosula, and they have a coffee, regular milchik coffee, and eventually they get to their chicken soup and the, the rest of the fleishiks. So, halachically, the Mishabur says you don't have to bench. No problem. What about waiting? So, Shulchan Aruch, you don't have to wait at all. There's a minog. Many have a practice of waiting sometime. So, waiting an hour is easy to understand. From the Zayar. The Zayar said, if you look in the Gura, we saw this last week already that the, the grub brought down from the Zari that a person should not eat should not eat in the same in the same shot. If you look at the uh, the grub Ois Vav, he says uh, the Zari says in Parshas Mishpatim the Chol Man Da'achel Hay Michla Kechada Eibeshat Echada Eibesud Echata. Someone eats it in one eating, one hour is mentioned there. So maybe waiting an hour helps. What about a half hour? 
So the truth is, there's no real makar for it, but there is a minog. It's probably based on the zayir. Maybe the zayir was lavdafka. It wasn't exactly an hour, a certain amount of time, and therefore that's probably the reason for those that wait a half hour. So if one has a minog to wait a half hour, you should keep that minog. Let's say a person doesn't know, he doesn't have a minog, uh, so then halachically he could rely on the shulchan aruch. You don't have to wait at all. Either way, a person should do kinuach v'hadacha. You have to rinse out your mouth prior to eating uh, fleshiks, after eating milchiks. Okay, that's for everyday milchiks and regular gvina. What about gvina kasha, which the Ramak calls hard cheese? He says you have to wait six hours, perhaps. So many of us grew up without uh, ever seeing something called hard cheese. It was never uh, part of the vocabulary regarding kashras, mostly because the kosher industry, the kosher food industry wasn't up to, uh, up to date. And the cheeses that we had, a regular mozzarella, monster cheese, uh, which are not halakhically considered hard cheeses, and you don't have to wait uh, six hours after eating those those uh, those items. So many people, they, their their chinuch was never to think about waiting six hours after eating cheese. But today, we spoke about Italian cheeses, even American uh, Parmesan cheese or aged cheddar cheese. There are many products that are available, Chalavisrael, Mahadrin, in your supermarkets that didn't exist in the kosher market 10, 15, 20 years ago. So even though a person might not have grown up with these concepts, it is brought down in the Ramah. It's not a new thing. It's just uh, new and available to the uh, to the kosher market, relatively new. And that's why some might not, might not have heard of this, but this is this is a, a preferish Ramah. <clears throat> so if you look at different conscious organizations, they say different things. Some will say uh, certain cheeses you have to wait six hours, while others say the other cheese. So let's think about what we just uh, brought down and see how does this uh, how does this fit with the sugya of waiting between milchiks and fleishiks and milchiks. So the Isser Behetter, he said gvina yeshana. He said an aged cheese. The Ramah did not quote him again. The Ramah is a hybrid of a bunch of things, but the Isser Behetter himself he said a gvina yeshana, an aged cheese. This is uh, this is brought down in um, in the Taz. You can see the Taz uh, in in Dalad. He brings down from the uh, from the Isser Behetter a few lines in that is talking about Sha'avru Allah Shisha Hadashim at six months old. Why would an aged cheese change the halacha? So the, the understanding is let's go back to why we wait six hours after Basar. Why do you wait six hours? So there were two reasons potentially. One was because the basar shebeni shinayim, the meat that was left in your teeth, and the other was that uh, meat has a very strong taste. We call it moishach tam, has a strong taste, and therefore when you're eating milchiks after just eating a steak, that taste is still in your mouth, and it's as if you're eating basar bechala. So the same thing should apply here. If cheese is aged six months or two years, they aged some cheeses for two years or nine months, you have an aged cheese which has a very sharp taste. That should fit with the reasoning of, of Basar. And the same way you wait after Basar, you should wait after Gvina. That's the Psak of the Taz, that anything that was aged six months and now has a strong taste, based on the reason of Meshicha's time, it's Meshach time, you have to wait, uh, you have to wait six months. You have, sorry, you have to wait six, six hours. So that's the, that's the uh, Psak of the Taz. You look at the OU on their app, they have dozens of cheeses that fit this criteria where it's aged six months intentionally and it now has a very strong taste. There's aged cheddar, there's some type of Swiss cheeses, uh, Parmesan, yeah, someone asked a question? Parmesan cheese. So all those things, you'd have to wait uh, six hours after eating those cheeses. 
there are poskim that say that we don't care how, we don't know what, what it means to have a very strong taste, as long as it was aged for six months from the date of manufact from the manufacturing date, you have to wait six hours. Some of the Hasidic Shalashkachas, they actually write, they're very into uh, writing on the date on the package, the date of manufacturing, even though it sat in a refrigerator for a few months, still you should wait six, you should wait six hours if, you, if you're eating uh, old uh, American cheese, old mozzarella cheese, you would have to wait six hours. However, Ravelsky and most Polskim would say, no, it's only if it was intentionally aged. There are, there are some cheeses that you could age, they age in the packaging, but that's intentionally. Here, it's the same product, whether you bought it fresh or a few months later, it doesn't change anything, doesn't enhance the taste, and therefore, you will not have to wait uh, six hours after that. Now, that is one mahalach on the sugya. That we're going with Esther Vahetar. The criteria that we're concerned for is the aging. The aging creates a strong taste. The same way by meat has a strong taste, you have to wait six hours. So too when it comes to when it comes to cheese. Others learn the other way. The Ramah said, Gavina Kasha, hard cheese. We don't care about the strong taste. We care about the Gavina Kasha, the hard cheese. Why do we care about the hard cheese? Well, think about it. Then Ram Rotenberg found cheese stuck between his teeth. That that's a reason by buster you have to wait six hours. The, the buster shebeni shinayim. So too, hard cheese, you have to wait. Six, you have to wait six hours. But we don't care about a strong taste. All we care about is the definition of gemina kasha. Based on that, Rav Aaron Cutler has has a raya from Masechta um, Shabbos and other places that hard means you need a grater to grate it. And the only cheese that fits this criteria is a cheese that cannot be sliced into normal slices. When you cut it, you end up grating it. It's too brittle. And the only cheese that would hit this, uh, that would be this, that would be uh, under this umbrella, would be a grated Parmesan or something along those lines. That is a psak of Heinemann Shlita and the Star K. Uh, other Hashkachas as well. They only they say the only uh, cheese you have to wait six hours is if it's brittle enough that you cannot cut it into slices. And the only Parmesan cheese, but not an aged cheddar or the like. Some are even more makele, and they say, no, Parmesan, is, you couldn't slice it, does not need a grater. And they would say, there aren't any cheeses at all. They'd have to wait uh, six hours. Some Paiskim are chayishish for both, whether it's Mashiach Tam or it's the problem of, of, uh, of, of Bena Shinayim. Both of these issues, we, we are machmir when it comes to Basar, so we should be machmir when it comes to Gvina as well okay what's the sorry Ellie, yeah, sure. Ellie, what's the mitzias what's the mitzias about the hard cheese or when we're talking about having to wash your hands washing your mouth we said with meat and with cheese i could understand but what's the mitzias of having to wash your hands so this is talking about waiting you have to wait six hours there's something that's in your mouth that's going to whether it's the cheese is, is stuck between the teeth and it doesn't easily come out the same way meat you have to wait six hours for you have to wait six hours for a hard cheese or the meat has a very strong taste so too cheese has a very strong taste a, a pungent taste you'd also have to wait six hours now either way even if a person just had regular mozzarella cheese if a person's hands are dirty you have to wash your hands between eating that and eating meat but if you look at your hands and it's, there's nothing there then there's no problem but we don't say that we don't say the same thing for meat why should we should say the same thing applies to me? Because you, to, because you wait six hours. If, if you don't wait six hours, so, if you go with the Rabbeinu Tam, you're not waiting six well, hours, you do have to wash your hands. But we wait six hours, we assume at that point. You can have dirty hands after six hours. Wash your hands also the same way. So 
either you would say that at that point it's not cheese anymore, or in a yeah. if a person yeah. sees his hand, you have to be if a person still has his hand, he fell asleep, and his hand is yeah. full of uh, meatballs, yeah, you'd have to uh, you'd have to wash your hands before eating milk. So I agree with you. Okay. So, so they have, those who have false teeth, they, unless they theoretically had a different set for milchich and fleshy. The Buster Bainish well, and you could say it's a light plug. It's, it's an interesting question. What if a person swallowed a hard cheese? I would say the same thing. It's a light plug. You'd have to wait. You'd have to wait six hours. So it's an interesting thing to, to think about. Okay. Now, next, many poskim or many people will say, well, if it's melted, if it's melted cheese, so then there's no need to wait six hours. In fact, many many rabbanim say that. Where does that come from? So you're not going to find a makar and shulchan aruch to that. Why would melting make a difference? And most poskim don't even consider it as a halachic uh, consideration. However. There is an opinion of the Ad Yehuda. The Ad Yehuda is an important safer on Yeridea, and he's not even discussing, you know, melting cheese. That wasn't his point of, of, of the topic. He was discussing something else, but in there, there's a throwaway line where he says that if the cheese is melted, it's soft, and there will be no issue of being hard cheese. So that saves you if you have a, a you know, a pizza that has Parmesan cheese that's sprinkled on top of it, your brick oven pizza with that, or uh, eggplant parmesan. Mo mo most of the time, your eggplant parmesan doesn't have any parmesan cheese. But let's say it did, so then it's melted, it will be fine. So if you look at the Adi Huda, you can read it. Uh, I can send you a picture of it if you want. You can read it 20 times. Not really clear what exactly he's saying. And the way Ravelski understood it is that it depends. You know, sometimes I'll read it, it looks like it. Sometimes you read it, 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 it seems the other way. What's our concern here? Our concern is that either you have Basar Shebeni Shinaim or Gvina Shebeni Shinaim and the strong taste, those two things. So how does melting help? If you're only concerned that it's a brittle cheese, it gets stuck between your teeth. So once you melt it, however that, that helps, so then we're not, it's not called Gvina Kasha, it's not called a hard cheese, and therefore there's no problem once it's melted. So you took a piece of Parmesan cheese or grated Parmesan, you melted it on a piece of toast, According to those that learn the Yadi Huda like this, there will be no issue. However, Ravelski said, we're, 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 we're concerned for the tam as well, the very the strong, pungent taste. So he said, the only way we can rely on the Yadi Huda is if it's melted and mixed into something. So let's say you had a, uh, give an example, you had a uh, brick oven pizza with regular cheese, and they also sprinkled a few uh, speckles of Parmesan cheese on top of it as well. And it's all mixed in, the cheese is mixed in, or you had a eggplant Parmesan, a baked ziti, where the cheese is melted into other foods. So then you have both. It's not kasha, it's not a hard cheese, that's number one. Second of all, when you're biting into it, you're not getting this strong, uh, isolated taste of Parmesan. You're getting a mixture of different foods, and therefore you don't have the, uh, the, the, the Mashiach's tam that we're concerned for. So he felt you could be makele, you have both, that's the OU policy, that if you have both uh, melted and mixed into a food, that's fine. Again, many places won't even go with this at all, they hold melted doesn't help you. If it is Parmesan cheese, then you have to wait, you have to wait six hours. Uh, mo you know, the classic Shaila is a Parmesan in a, in a Caesar salad. So there, there you don't have this heter of, of, of melting, of, of the fact that the cheese is melted, well, it's melted, it's just regular, cheese on top of a salad. Halach so what should a person do? So if you look in the shach, there's a, there's a line there where he says that all you have to do is wait an hour. Now, there are different ways to learn the shach. Maybe he's quoting the, the concern of the zayar. He's really quoting the Isser Behetra who says you have to wait an hour. 
perhaps we could argue that that the whole thing of waiting between mil- fleshiks and milchiks from last week that we discussed that that itself is a chumrah. The bali tais is held. You don't have to wait at all. Just finish the suda, or uh, or or uh, wash your hands. So the Ramaz Machmer, you have to wait six hours. But he originally brings down the minute to wait one hour. So let's wait one hour when it comes to aged cheese. This whole thing's a chumrah. We're not even sure where it's from. The Mordechai, because he found cheese in his teeth. Or the Isser Vahetter, you have aged cheese. Maybe you should only wait an hour. In fact, some place can say this, that the Eliyarabah, uh, the Machsna Shekel, and other place can say this based on the Shach, that all you have to do is wait an hour. And the truth is, if uh, if you're not going to be particular in types of cheeses and you're not you're not going to to spend the time i would say at the very least wait an hour if you wait an hour you, you you're pretty much you're, you're in the clear as far as halacha, halacha is concerned the minute is to wait six hours um but again we're debating what exact which cheese fits this criteria uh, um and, and in this case i would say anytime you have a machlekes you could probably be mako so if someone wants to go to heineman that only grated parmesan cheese i understand that that, that sock but if you want to be machmer and go with all the cheeses that so you look at the OU list on the uh, on their app, they have, they have a button, age cheese list, and they go through dozens of cheeses. And uh, to be mad, you'd wait, you'd wait uh, six hours. The shasa tzarech, the person needs, you ate, you ate late in the day on Friday afternoon, you forgot. So then you can rely that maybe it's melted, or you can rely on the shach, that all you have to do is wait an hour. So in conclusion, um, the whole thing is a yesh la, uh, in the Ramah. The whole thing about regarding waiting after aged cheese. So if a person waits an hour, that there's definitely a shita out there that, that says that, Shach, Valley Rabba, many other Um and, and once again, depending on the type of cheese that you ate and how you ate it, is it melted, not melted, there's definitely room to be makel. So it's important to, uh, to ask a Shiloh when a person eats these aged cheese, aged cheese but depending on the situation, there, there would be room to be makel. Okay, that's Sif base. Let's move on to Sif Gimel. So Sif Gimel, we will discuss in a few minutes the question of the question of uh, French fries. Let's say you go to a Fleischig restaurant and you order French fries, and now you're Fleischig, right? Or maybe you're not. Can you go out for ice cream afterwards? Can you eat pizza afterwards? Does the fact that you ate uh, French fries fried in a Fleischig deep fryer does that make you Fleischigs? So the Shulchan Aruch says, "Achol tavshul shabasser." Let's say a person ate a tavshul of basser. What does a tavshul shabasser mean? We're going to call it uh, chalant. Let's say you had a chalant with not a lot of meat, just regular chalant, and you had a potato from the chalant. So according to the Mechaber, a person is allowed to eat after uh, afterwards. You could eat uh, a which would mean you could eat uh, a dairy soup that doesn't that you're not actually eating dairy. Okay, he's even more makele than that, but let's let's just take it one step at a time. Um, and the washing between them in Ella Rishos. That's a Rishos. If you want to wash, you can wash. The Ishmael Tzvichim Matila Ramah points out that you have to wash. Let's say you would want to eat cheese after eating a potato from the chalant. So you had a fleshic chalant, but you didn't eat any meat. You just had a potato. So according to the Mechaber, let's say you're eating cheese afterwards. Then all you have to do is wash your hands. It's based on the Gemara. The Gemara says, Bein Tavshel Tavshel. Then a person has uh, has to uh, has to wash his hands. There is something of, of waiting, so therefore you wash your hands. That that's the Gemara. So, according to the Mechaber, you eat a potato. You're able to uh, to eat milchiks afterwards, as long as you wash your hands. Comes along the Ramah. The Ramah says two things. First of all, 
even the mechaber, who's mekel, the shumon shabasar dinar kibasar atzmai. Fat of meat, that is kibasar atzmai. What does fat of meat mean? Let's say you took a rack of ribs, you put it in a pan, and you let it simmer in its own juice. That juice that comes out, that's basar atzma. That is actual meat. And therefore, if you if you drink some gravy, you put it on your rice, that is definitely fleshik. So you have to wait six hours. Even the machaber agrees to it. However, the Ramah says, We don't eat cheese even after simply eating a power food that was cooked together with meat. A potato. You had a potato from the chalant, you cannot eat cheese. Kimoy achar basar atzmai, as if you're eating after meat itself. Vein the shanois, belifer together. Person should not change from this minog and go against our our menhagim, and and therefore we we eat six hours. So happens to be many of the svardim are machmer like this as well. So if you if you were asked a shaila like this, I just ate a piece of I had some soup, had some chicken soup. I only had a carrot from the chicken soup. I only ate some beans. I wanted to taste the chalant. I ate some beans or barley from the chalant, but there's meat in the chalant. So maybe in yeshiva, the uh, the meat we bought the shishim, but let's assume there was act, there's enough meat in there to give it to give it a time and give it a taste. So then you'd have to wait six hours, merely after eating uh, a potato from the chalant. <clears throat> the next case in the Ramah is is a point of controversy. So mihu im ein baser betavsho. Let's say there's no meat in the in the in the chalant. There's no meat. Rakshin is basher bekderesh baser. But they use a fleshic pot. Mutur la lechel gvina. You could eat cheese afterwards, and you don't have to wait six hours after eating a par chalant made in the fleshic pot. And they ain't by minog lahachmer, and there's no minog to be to be machmer. Now, if you never learned Yerodea before, maybe this is a chiddush to you that you don't have to wait six hours after eating par food cooked in a fleshic pot. But if you learned Yerodea or you keep a kosher kitchen. You, you say one second. Why would I have to wait six hours? Let's say a person didn't have a milk pot. They made it for, they made an eggs for breakfast. Pot of eggs. They made eggs for breakfast in a fleshing pot. You have to wait six hours. Nobody waits six hours. There's a question if you can add cheese to it. We'll learn that in a few simanim. But no one has. To, why would I think you have to wait six hours? So what's the remos chiddush muter lechel achro gvina? Can eat cheese afterwards? That's the question that everybody asks. So the shach. Ask this question. This is Shach Yates. We'll jump in uh, three lines in. Venera, the Hoda Ashmin and Hacha, the Motor Lachavina Achakach, Hainu Afilu, Nisbashu Bukdeir Shlachutri Yafa. Even if you cooked in a pot that wasn't cleaned out, the Avik Sas Mamashu Shalisser, there's some Mamashus of Isser there or of meat. The Vchai Gavna also Lachalim Gvina, everyone agrees you can't eat it with cheese. Still, you don't have to wait six hours. So let's say you were in a Yeshiva Dira. And they made pot chalons for supper, but you know that they didn't clean the pot before they, they cooked. So since uh, it, it's simply not clean well, but it's not a tafshul shabasa, you don't have to wait six hours. Okay. Now, after learning a little bit of your idea, you would ask, hold on a second. Let's figure out how much meat was in the pot. If I have shishim of par chalons against the meat, so there's no chiddush again. What's the chiddush? That some meat was left in there, but it's bottle b'shishim. And of course, I don't have to wait six hours. It's not cold meat. Even if it was pork, I can still eat the challenge for the other. Because it's bottle b'shishim. And if I didn't have shishim against it, so then why would it be different than a regular tafshul shabasar? This is the question that everybody asks on the shach. Some answer that 
The shach is telling you there's no problem of being mavatal isla by using this pot. The uh, the way the, the Yad Yehuda understands this, and Rav Moshe Feinstein as well, they say the following. What's what's the problem of tafshul shabasar? You told me you can't eat meat, you can't eat milk after fleshix. I understand. You gave me a few reasons. Uh, there's basar ben shinayim. There's a strong mashichas tam. Maybe it applies to cheese as well. Six hours, aged cheese, okay. But I'm eating a potato from the child. It doesn't have a moshech tam of basar. It, it, it just it tastes like a potato. And there's no meat to get stuck between my teeth. I'm not eating meat, I'm eating potato. So why would I have to wait six hours? So Rav Moshe and the Yad Yehuda and many other places can say that it's simply a light plug. It's a light plug. The same way you have to wait for six hours after eating fleshix, you have to wait six hours after eating a... Uh, uh, tavshil Shabbos are a fleshic dish. So the example I would give to understand the light plug, and light plug is not a takana, it just means when the takana was given, it's a light plug. Let's say you're sitting in a Chinese restaurant with your friend, he, you got beef and broccoli, and you're eating the beef, he's eating the broccoli, he's not eating the beef. So for him to not be fleshic and me to be fleshic, it doesn't, doesn't, it's not uniformity, and therefore we say light plug, if you ate from this uh, beef and broccoli dish, you have to wait six hours. What the shach is telling us is that's only when what you cooked it with kavana to give it a meat taste. You, you as the chef, decided I'm making chalant tonight. How do I make chalant? By putting meat in the chalant. That's the recipe. Or I'm making meat soup. So I have meat in the soup for taste. So in that case, we say loy plug. Everyone knows you made a fleshic dish. You made beef and broccoli. Now, this fellow only ate the broccoli. Okay, but he ate a beef and broccoli dish. He ate a meat soup. He had chalant. He had Shabbos chalant, which has meat in it. So only then do you have to wait six hours. But let's say there was no kavana at all for meat to be in this dish. I wasn't making meat soup. I was making vegetable soup. It happened to be I took a dirty pot that had a little bit of meat on it. But that wasn't my kavana. My kavana wasn't to make beef-flavored soup. I was making regular soup. Maybe some meat was, was left in there. Whether it's butter or not, I don't care. There's no loy plug that this is considered a fleshic dish. So based on this, some uh, creative Paiskin wanted to say that you don't have to wait six hours after eating French fries in a fleshic that was deep fried in a fleshic deep fryer. Because when they're making French fries, they're not making beef French fries. I might they call them beef fries, but they're not making fl- uh, meat flavored French fries. They're simply making French fries. And the easiest uh, deep fryer available is the one that just made chicken wings. So they're using that deep fryer, but they're not trying to give it a Tom Buster. They're not trying to give it a fleshic meal, a fleshic taste, even though they'll tell you the best French fries taste better when uh, when it's fried in a dirty deep fryer that's full of meat, full of uh, chicken. So they wanted to say this din, that since there's no kavana to give it a fleshic taste, it's not that the chef decided to make beef-flavored soup, beef chalant. You don't have to wait six hours. So the question is, do we go with this Yadi Huda again, the second kula of the Yadi Huda for tonight? So since, again, this is only a chumrah, the machabra holds, you don't have to wait six hours at all. Even the Ramah is going against the Ashkenazi Poiskim and once again being machmir. So perhaps one could go with the Yadi Huda and you wouldn't have to wait six hours after eating uh, after eating French fries that were deep fried in a fleshy deep fryer. Now that would be the simple... The, the, just on the surface. But if you go a little deeper into uh, commercial kitchens, you should know that at some point, the oil changes from canola oil to chicken fat. Meaning, it's it, it's interesting question. There's no way for, as a, for a consumer to know this when you're ordering fries. Some restaurants, they change the deep fryer once a week. It's a, it's, it's a relatively clean fryer. Some of them change it once every six weeks. And depending on what's on the menu, if they're making wings and drumsticks, where there's a lot of chicken uh, uh, skin and bones, the oil 
over a few over over time will no longer be considered uh, vegetable oil. That oil will be schmaltz. So even if you didn't have kavanah, if you're eating schmaltz, you have to wait six hours. So I was by a kashrus conference three years ago, and when they brought this up with uh, with the paiskim, the whole room was uh, tumulting about this. Some were screaming, you're eating schmaltz, you're eating schmaltz. How can you say I'm, I'm I no kavanah, no kavanah to have a tam baser? I agree with you. If they just change the oil, and there's a little bit of chicken, you know, the, there was a joke in the dira that you save halfway through this man, you save money on breadcrumbs because you put in, uh, you know, chicken and it comes out breaded uh, in the deep fryer. So, so okay, it depends on the place. If they just change the oil, and yeah, they fried some chicken in the morning, but they're mostly using it for French fries in a chanami. You have the psak, the adihuda, the shach, the grismaisha. It's only a, because of a loy plug. You don't have a loy plug here because it's not it's not a top show Nobody thinks of it as a fleshic fries. But if it's already been there for a couple of weeks, you have chicken fat in your fries, you can't say kavana. Kavana doesn't play a role here. If you're eating chicken fat, you have to wait. You have to wait six hours. And therefore, I'm hesitant to tell people you don't have to wait six hours. But depending on the restaurant and depending on their menu, um, it, it's, it's, it will be, there might be a kula, theoretically, but you have to really know what's going on in that kitchen. Um, just Indian, but Indian, let's say you have a deep fryer that's a fleshy deep fryer, uh, and they use it for fries. Now, let's say you're going you're gonna to wait six hours or whatever, you'll figure it out. Halakhali, you still can't eat those fries with, uh, with fish, because when it comes to fish, you need bitl bashishim. If the, if the fries were fried in the same fryer as meat, then you cannot eat those French fries with fish. Many restaurants either have dedicated French fry fryers for this reason. If they have fish and chips on the menu, one of the restaurants we had here, uh, they had a separate uh, fryer for for uh, fish uh, side dish of fries for fish um, because of this because of this issue. You have the issue with having uh, with them frying sushi if they make a spider rolls or other fried sushi. They cannot use the same deep fryer for fries that are going to go for flayshicks. So you have to be careful. And it's one of the issues in a, in a fleshy restaurant, uh, how, how they set it up to make sure that the fish and meat uh, and, the, and the sides don't get don't get mixed in. Okay, let's do one more quick topic. Um, we'll read through the uh, we'll read through the remark uh, quickly in Siv Gimel, then we'll start Siv Dalad, and we'll go through one, one final point. So he says, a person should wash their hands after eating a tafshel shish by gvina chalav, and he says. Uh, Let's say you're a waiter, so if your hands are dirty, okay, you have to clean them, but let's say your hands are not dirty, there's no takana that a waiter has to wash their hands prior to serving. The takana is only by someone eating it. However, if their hands are dirty, of course they would not be able to, to eat the other type of food without washing their hands. The Sif Dalid, Shokhan Let's say a person ate cheese. Now he wants to eat meat. So you had a, uh, you have your uh, your suda eating cheese, and now you decide let, let's bring the fleshics out. So you have to get rid of the shiure pas shachla imagvina. You have to get rid of the leftover bread that you ate with the cheese. The Ramah says this is the this is the reason the Ramah in Hilchas Shavuos says this is how we this is the minog of eating milchiks on on, on Shavuos. What's the point of eating milchiks on Shavuos? So he says. We want to have a zecher to the shteha lechem. So how does that work? So you wash for your suda in the morning, you eat bread, and then you eat milchiks. By eating milchiks, I have to remove this bread and bring a second bread for the rest of my suda because I'm eating fleshiks. That's a zecher to the shteha lechem. 
So the Ramah says that's the reason why we eat milk like Shavuos, in order to have a situation where we're going to end up needing two breads. So I'm not going to read the end because we're getting later, but the Yushami, this is based on the Yushami. The Yushami says when you're eating milkshakes and now you're switching over, you have to remove all the bread from the table. Now, the Yushami is clearly talking in a case where that food was in, the bread was in front of you and you were actually eating with it. So, of course, it makes sense. There's going to be residue of cheese or of meat on this and you have to remove it prior to eating the other, the other one. What if you had bread on the table or you had bagels by a bris or the like? So... Moshe Feinstein has a cooler and everyone quotes him. He says that most people, when they're, when they're cutting challah, so they'll keep the big, let's say they're cutting up half a challah, so the big challah they'll keep on the challah board, and the rest of the slices they'll give out. So those slices that were giving, given out, so of course you should not use that for milk and French toast uh, Sunday morning. But the main, the half a challah that was on the table, people are, are accustomed to not touching it, and if they touch it, they'll eat it, and therefore you do not have to wait... Uh, you do, you do not have to get rid of it. You could actually use that the center challah with milchiks. But if you look at the way he writes it, it's simply an assumption. The assumption is that people are careful. They're not careful with the slice by their seat because they'll use that to dip it into liver or other things. But the challah that's whole, that's still intact, meaning even if it's a half a challah, that's not in, cut into slices, that people are not uh, are not so uh, are more careful with, and and they'll they'll remember if they touched it. Let's say a person does not remember, and he had kids on the table, other people there. So then the place can say, you, uh, if, especially if it was slices, even if it was in the middle, you have to be concerned that uh, that, that people touched it. So halach lamaisa comes up on Pesach. You have uh, you have your matzah dish that many people leave on the on their table. They have all types of matzah there. So by the seder you had fleshiks and. Let's say for breakfast on Pesach or maybe Chalamud, you want to use that matzah for your matzah and eggs, matzah and cream cheese. Do so you have to be concerned that someone put their hands in to uh, to touch it? So it depends. It depends on the family. If if there really is no chashash, so based on the Yerushalmi, the Yerushalmi is only discussing when you put it by your table, by, by your seat, and you wouldn't have to be concerned. But if you know that people put their hands in and during the meal and their hands are dirty, and you have uh, and someone's looking in the bottom for the burnt one, for the not burnt one, so then there would be a concern that uh, that they touched it with dirty hands, with with fleshiks, with milchiks, and therefore you would have this same the same halacha shulchan aruch that sarach lebramiel shulchan shiri pash achla magvina. If while eating people would, would would take matzah, so then it will be you would have this issue. The best thing to do is either to, uh, to either have separate ones, or if you have adults, you could tell them. You know, take what you need before 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 you put your hand, before you start eating, or take a whole matzah. Don't don't start you know uh, looking around for a specific piece, because uh, because in that case you're gonna end up ruining the whole the whole box of matzah. Okay, there's other halachas here regarding kashering, but we'll leave we'll leave it for next time. Uh, okay, shkayach. Shkayach, shkayach.